to Literary Anything, our Marion Libraries podcast where we talk about anything literary and literary anything. I'm Jane. And I'm Paula. Hi. Here we are back again. <laughs> May. May. Already. Right. Yeah. Outrageous. Yeah. And because we pre-recorded our other ones, mm-hmm. it's been a while since we've done our podcast. Yeah. So it's, it's good to be back. It's wonderful. Yeah. It's really good. We've got lots to talk about today. We do. Yes. So let's get to it. Sure. Um, first thing, <laughs> we have a Facebook group for the podcast now. Yay. Yes. I'm excited about that. So look for, it's in, if you're on Facebook um, with us, it's under groups on our Facebook page if you click there Mm -hmm. then you'll see literary anything and it's a closed group so Mm -hmm. you have to um, request to join but as long as your page doesn't look like you're gonna spam us I'll (laughs) accept you (laughs) and the idea is what Paula for people to it's an opportunity for people to discuss the books that we're talking about on the that's podcast right. in if you're more listening, detail. Yep. If you're listening to Jane and me and you're thinking, that's not what I thought about that book, <laughs> then please, we invite you to come to the group and share what you thought. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll probably comment a little bit, but we would love our listeners to engage with each other. Absolutely. Um, so hopefully it takes off. Yeah. We're um, thinking of it almost like a... Um, a book club yeah um, an online book club that's yeah. what we'd like to for those create. of us that don't have time to go somewhere every month that's right then you can jump on and have a yeah a little um, pseudo book discussion group that's right forum yeah. yeah cool so that's that and then May is history month it sure is and we have two events um, coming up for history month um, you, well, I'll mention the first mm-hmm. one. It's Dr. Pam Smith, um, Glenthorne, A Defining History and Indefinite Politics. So that's um, coming up on the 6th of May. That's really soon. Um, so, um, and there are still spots left. So yes. uh, have a look on our Facebook events page yeah. and book into that if you're interested. Yeah, all the details for all the History Month events are in yeah online, in our booklet, and also in the History Month um program guide which is a big huge program guide that you can get all the bits and pieces from yes yeah um the other one we've got is book talk tuesday for history month which is dimfna um longeran and stephanie james they're um co-editors of irish australian new histories and insight um so that's tuesday 28th of may here at the Cove Civic Centre. Yes. Um, so again, book online to that one. That should be a good one. I think there's only a couple of spots left in that one. So right. um, yeah, jump in get and in get in soon. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Right, and the other thing for History Month is we um, recorded a special episode of the podcast um, a couple of weeks ago. So that's been up. If you haven't had a chance to listen, please do. It's a Who Do You Think You Are? Um, our version of it, um, um, where we had one of our staff members, the good volunteers at the Marian Heritage Research Center, looked into his ancestry, and we revealed it on the podcast. Live, live, live. on the podcast. Was, he didn't know beforehand, did he? Yeah, no, yeah. no, that's right. Yeah, really cool. <laughs> um, one exciting program um, program that we've got, or event we've got coming up, is called Pick Your Pages. 29th of May, 6 p.m. at the Cove Civic Centre. This is a free event, but um, bookings are essential. This is an evening for you to come along and choose what we what you would like to see in the library collection so it's a bit of a fancy affair so we've got champagne and nibbles um we've got tracy crisp who is a fringe artist she is doing adult storytelling sessions yes and i don't mean adult (laughs) that kind of adult adult, (laughs) but it'll be quite a funny um 
adult storytelling. Yes, and we just um, recorded a little promo with Tracy just this morning, and they're funny little books. Yeah, really yeah. cute. Yeah. yeah, so that'll so. be great to come along to. So we've got four booksellers coming along, and they will have a huge range of um, books for you to select from. And there's free show bags with lots of goodies in them. And there's store prizes as well with signed Leanne Moriarty books. Oh, well, oh I didn't realise we're having that. Yes, so there's Ooh. a door prize with signed Leanne Moriarty books, which will be really exciting to yeah. win. So, yep. again, book online or give us a call um, on 8375 6755 and we can book you in. Yes. Right. Okay, those are all the, the events stuff. we wanted to talk about. Yeah. So now... We're talking about normal people. Yes. By Sally Rooney. Now, shall I read the little blurb on the back? Yes. Okay. And again, as always, we will have spoilers in this, so if you haven't read the book, then stop now and read it and come back to us. Yeah. Connell and Marianne grow up in the same small town in the west of Ireland, but the similarities end there. In school, Connell is popular and well-liked, while Marianne is a loner who has learnt from painful experience to stay away from her classmates. When the two strike up a conversation in Marianne's kitchen, awkward but electrifying, something life-changing begins. Where do we start with this book? (laughs) Well, I'll just... Just some information a little bit. Sally Rooney is Irish as well. This is her second novel. Um, This one came out last year, 2018. And her first novel, Conversations with Friends, came out in 2017. So she banged out two really well-received novels in two years. This, I think when we came up with our list for what to read, on the for the podcast we both picked this one oh, I, did think, we both I think we it? both had okay. it on our list so this is one of those books that you s- was around last year particularly when it came out it was on everybody's to to read list you've got to read this book it was everywhere yes and people like sarah jessica parker and lena dunham yeah who, both of whom i you know love yeah um were um putting it on their instagram saying that she's their new favorite yeah author. so this was around this was everywhere um mm-hmm. So, <laughs> Jade, you said this morning it wasn't what you were expecting. It and wasn't ex- at all I, I, what I was expecting. I completely agree with you. It wasn't what I was expecting. I don't either. think I really even looked into what it was really was about. I just thought, oh, that sounds good. Let's read it. Right, and um, the cover is really um, um, interesting. It's yeah. unusual. Yeah, this. I will say though, this is the exact kind of book that I like reading. I like reading these sort of. <sighs> It's one of those books it's about it seems to be about the relationship between Connell and Marianne yes. more so than about the characters themselves okay it's the interactions of these two characters with each other and with others yeah so it's very um mundane's not the right word it's very um day-to-day yeah this is what happened this day and then Mm. this is my interaction with this person and my introspective feelings about my interaction with that person right so it's it's yeah it's hard to describe i i didn't realize it was a romance and when i was holding it so one of the staff members said pointed out the green dot because we use green dots for um, romance and i hadn't even seen it i didn't notice that either and i don't normally read romances it's not my this is not the typical romance when you say romance this is not mills and boone absolutely not swoony romance this is i would say and i'll ask would you classify this book as a new adult 
genre book. I had written down here that it read like a teen romance to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Have you heard of N.A., the genre? N.A.? N.A., New Adult. Oh, no. It was a term coined probably, oh, gosh, the early 2010s-ish. Oh, okay, right. So it was this new genre of books that came out um, and are still being written clearly that are kind of like YA. Right. But they're more focused on the 18 to 30-year-old sort of a bracket. Okay. And um, I just cut and paste the description from um, Wikipedia here. That oh, okay, bastion great. of good knowledge. Um <laughs> tends to focus on issues such as leaving home, developing sexuality, negotiating education and career choices. So, well, yeah, this is definitely that. I think that. this really fits solidly into the NA category. It's a lot of introspection, a lot of um, reflection on childhood and the traumas that you may or may not have experienced and yeah. how that's impacting you now as a new adult. Right. Um, so, it's, yeah, I felt it firmly fit into that sort of character right category so if, if you like that sort of thing you will like this book right I I feel like I thought I liked that sort of thing <laughs> like I I kind of compared it to one day have you ever read no one I haven't day? read that oh it's one of my absolute favorites <laughs> have you then have you seen the movie no oh Jane you have to <laughs> um but um yeah it's it's that sort of um N.A., like you yeah, said, it's that sort yeah. of thing. And I loved that book. And I also sort of thought it was a bit sort of like the Before Sunrise oh, yeah. trilogy, which I, I love also those. loved. Yeah. But this this book upset me because it made me feel old. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Those And maybe, well, I was a bit younger when I read and watched those things. But okay. I felt like I still liked them. Whereas this, I felt like, oh, I feel too jaded and <laughs> cynical to... to like That's this. interesting that you say that. I didn't feel old reading it. I felt kind of sad okay. reading it. I felt kind of I felt sad, sad for, the, for characters. the characters. Yeah, it wasn't. It's not a um, feel good book. No, at all. Um, like I said before, I feel like the book's more about the relationship between Marianne and Connell rather than about being about them themselves as characters Mm. um there's a lot of trauma in marianne's life yes and you don't really go too much into that nothing's resolved Mm. there's no um you know marianne was um a victim of domestic violence yes um but they don't really they don't dwell on that it's just something that happened to her and she seems to be dealing with the effects of that as an adult, clearly, with yes. some of her choices and relationships that she develops with other people throughout the book. Yeah. I didn't like that they didn't delve more into mm. uh, into um, the abuse that she had. Not because I want to hear so much about the abuse, but mm. I just felt like it didn't... didn't I didn't understand it mm. because they didn't really explain yeah why what exactly her father did. maybe they didn't go into it maybe because she didn't understand it herself yes and i just felt like that like for example her the character of her brother mm-hmm. just wasn't fleshed out enough no. like he was just horrible yeah any any very was, flat characters yeah yeah, yeah. and the i didn't understand yeah. why he was so horrible maybe that's the point of the book though that there is no resolution Maybe this is what happens in life. Maybe it was. Uns- I found it unsatisfying. 
I guess and yeah to I guess to talk a bit more about the the storyline itself it's kind of about how Marianne and Connell sort of gravitate towards each other mm. across the span of is it four years I think it starts in 2011 and finishes in 2015 okay so each chapter is kind of you know three weeks later or six months later or that's right. seven months later yeah so it spans across um about four years and they start out kind of knowing each other in high school and then end up at the same university right and they kind of circle each other throughout mm. their throughout life and then kind of come together and then come apart and then it's yeah it's romantic in in that respect mm. in that they are drawn to each other mm. um, because of perceived similarities I guess at the beginning of their relationship yeah I felt like I really liked the beginning mm. um, I found the because what happens is that Connell's the cool kid at yeah. school and Marianne, Marianne is the loner. Yeah. But Marianne has money and Connell has none. Yeah. So they begin this secret relationship. Yeah. And um, I found that whole dynamic where she had to keep it secret and then mm. that whole thing. I found all that really compelling yeah. and, and mm. um, very readable. But then once they got past that, their constant getting together and breaking up I found really annoying. Yeah, and a lot of um, issues with miscommunication as yes, well. Like a simple, a simple... Um, Open your mouth and use your words would yeah, have... <laughs> would have sufficed yes. and solved the, the miscommunication or solved the dilemma, Yes, I guess. So there was a lot of occasions like where they didn't voice their opinion and so yeah. they made an assumption about what the other one was thinking and then so... Yes. Broke up essentially. Right. And I guess that was the part where I just felt like, oh, I'm too annoying. It, it was, yeah. I was really annoyed. It's the one that sticks out to me the most was when mm, Connell needed a place to live. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. And he just didn't tell her. Yeah. And, she, and it seemed completely obvious that if he just told her, she mm. would have been happy for yes. him to stay there. It just seemed yeah. so um, unnecessary. Unnecessary, exactly. And then that's kind of what spurred their big breakup yes and they didn't see each other for months and then and then they were with other people yeah do you think that um there was growth with the characters oh yeah i guess to some degree i mean Mm. they go from being high school students to um yeah university or college students Mm. and yeah, I guess there's there's growth. Mm. Um, I felt with I Marianne, like she, I think she mm. gets she becomes a bit more, a bit more self assured. I feel like there was a lot of growth with Connell. I feel like he was the cool kid, then he was the uncool kid, right. and then he found his place with. He's found his place in the world, mm. and ended up where he ended up we'll talk about the ending in a minute yeah um but then I feel like Marianne just sort of started at this kind of um more self-assured point but then just delved into self-destructive behaviors Mm. and self-destructive relationships Mm. for most of the book yeah and then I don't feel like she had any growth until right at the end that very last like pages right right where We'll talk about the ending now, which yep. is kind of not even an ending. Yeah, <laughs> which that was annoying too. Like. <laughs> <laughs> so what happens in the end is that um, Connell is offered a place at a sort of like a postgraduate something in New York in City, New York, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, of course, in, in Ireland still. Um, but Marianne doesn't want him to 
go right. and he doesn't want to go if <laughs> he knows she doesn't want him to go right. because he feels this sense of protectiveness like he needs to look after her right kind of feeling but she seems to have a last minute sort of um epiphany that she needs to let him go right so it was like they were finally together and then they were going to break up yeah, again. Yeah, that's is right. It, what it was sort of hinting at. Yeah. And, and it all... just made me want to throw the book against the wall. I know, the there wall. was no resolution to every, anything. Do you think, this is a real book club question, mm. do you think that he will go to New York or do you think he will stay? You know, I was so annoyed that I don't even care. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I don't even what know do if you I'm... Think? I don't want him to go because I like them being together. Right. But I also want him to go because I think they've got this weird, um, what's the word, when they rely so heavily on each other to be healthy. Right. That it's unhealthy. Yes. There's unhealthy, um, what's the word, you know what I'm trying to say. I know exactly and it's not coming to me, it's... um I can't oh, think of it either. Yeah, no. but they, they rely too much on each other to function day to day. Yeah. And it's unhealthy. Mm. So I think he should go. But, mm. you know, I'm a sucker for a romantic happy, happy ending, ending and I want them to stay together. <sighs> yeah, did you I, like it? I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I was extremely disappointed. I don't understand. <laughs> I got here the, um, an article where they call her the Salinger for the Snapchat generation. Mm. Um, and... You know, Salinger, a loved um, catcher in the rye. Mm. Um, they, they refer to her as a literary novelist. A literary novelist? I don't think I would Isn't put her in that category. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I was extremely disappointed by this. I really wanted to okay. like it. I really than... liked it. Did you? <laughs> oh, well, I thought we were going to agree on this. <laughs> I really liked it. This is the exact kind of book that I love to read. And... Like I said to you this morning, I started it yesterday morning and I'd finished it by the evening. It was right. really it was really quick and easy to read. Yes, but very it, readable. At the same time I felt like you need to concentrate on each sentence. Like it's not it's not a fluffy book. No, and what the, yeah, that's one of the things that they say about her is that her sort of spare writing. Yeah. Um, she's a good writer. Right. Yeah. Well I think she's well, a good yeah. writer. <laughs> Like right from the beginning, I started reading, mm. and it's a book that doesn't have quotation marks no, for dialogue nothing. in so it. So you don't even really know when somebody's talking. I don't like that. Even yeah. just that, I don't like it. I, f- I find it pretentious for some reason. There when... was a few paragraphs where it was a big chunk of dialogue, and I didn't know who was talking. Mm. There was a few moments like that, but I didn't. I didn't mind that. Right. But you're a bit of a purist with that sort of stuff. I guess I am. I, I think I you didn't... are. Cormac McCarthy does that, and I don't uh, like him either. <laughs> yeah, they're hard books to read. Yeah, um, yeah, I loved it. I thought that it was. Is this the first really time good. we've disagreed on a book? Maybe mm. it's exciting. It isn't is. It? <laughs> I I think it's definitely NA, and I think mm. it's very reflective of that age group. Yes. Yep. That's a good wrap up. Yeah. That's exactly right. All right. So there's two copies at least in the collection. Yep. Reserve it if you haven't read it already. I don't think we gave it's not one of those well, I guess we said that they don't end up at the end, don't we? Right. So read it anyway. It's good. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> right. Right. So other books. Yes. 
Are you, do you want to talk about the new things that are coming out, or do you want to talk about... Maybe I'll talk about what I read. Okay. Because I only read one other thing this month. So, funny story about this one. Um, I read The Silent Patient by Alex Michaelides. I think that's how you pronounce it. Mm. Um, I read this on a flight from Calgary to New York last month. Right. And I pulled the book out when I sat down in my seat and the lady next to me pulled the exact same book oh, out at is, the same time as that, me. That's funny. <laughs> and we were both, because we kind of, you know, we had a laugh. Oh, haha, we're reading the same book. And we we're both at the same point and we both finished the book within about 10 minutes of each other oh, before wow. the end of the flight. Yeah. <laughs> and so I had this lovely little... Um, chat with this american woman oh, right. about you what she thought of yeah we were book buddies <laughs> it was yeah it was good and this was her she told me that it was her book club book okay and i think this would be if you are in a book group or a book club this is an excellent book for that right i'm not going to give it away i will read this little um blurby bit here because okay. um this will give you a bit of a teaser oh and i will mention that the film rights have already been bought for this book um so this was only published in january this year and oh, the film wow. rights have already been purchased by wow. annapurna and plan b they've jointly bought the rights to the book okay. and plan b is brad pitt's production oh, company no i didn't know that okay so anyway this is that's the kind of uh, book that we're talking about Alicia Berenson writes a diary as a release, an outlet, and to prove to her beloved husband that everything is fine. She can't bear the thought of worrying Gabriel or causing him pain until late one evening Alicia shoots Gabriel five times and, never, and then never speaks another word. Forensic psychotherapist Theo Faber is convinced he can successfully treat Alicia where all others have failed. Obsessed with investigating her crime, his discoveries suggest Alicia's silence goes far deeper than he first thought. And if she speaks, would he want to hear the truth? The Silent Patient is a heart-stopping debut thriller about a woman's brutal and random act of violence against her husband and the man obsessed with discovering why. Wow, that sounds so good. It's really good. Huh. It's full of twists and turns. I'm not somebody who watches movies or reads books and predicts who did it or I just let it Take happen it and it then comes. I'm always shocked always right. <laughs> <laughs> so the lady that read this on the plane she guessed okay what had happened or Successfully. guessed the twist yeah whereas yep. I was just you know yep. whoa I was shocked right it's a great book it's a really good book to talk about with friends afterwards um, and it's quick. Well, I read it on a five-hour flight, so it's really quick and easy to read. Oh, that definitely but sounds like my yeah, sort of book. Yeah, it's intense. Mm. And it's set in London, which I also liked for some okay. reason. Mm. I haven't read books that are not set in America for a while for some reason. Oh, okay. So this Normal People, that was set in Ireland. Yes. And this is set in um, London. So it just added a different element. It was great. Mm. Really good. I'm definitely putting that on hold. Yeah, you'd like it, I think. Yeah, sounds like it. What have you read? Well, um, I didn't... My books, you know, I put them on hold and then mm. they just come whenever. So it seems like I'm reading on a theme, but it was it's completely... I didn't mean for this to happen, but Ooh, the when, universe. When, I t when you hear about what books I've been reading, you'll see that what the theme is. But anyway, <laughs> um, uh, one of them is Good Me, Bad Me by Ali Land. 
Mm-hmm. This is a dark psychological thriller about a teenager, Millie, whose mother is a serial killer. Ooh. So um, she, the book starts when Millie reports her mother to the police. And then um, the book is about the fact that she goes to live with a foster family and she's awaiting the her mother's trial where she's going to have to testify. Um, it's not a book that you would like because there's <laughs> violence against children. It's okay. disturbing. It's very dark. Um, okay. um, but it was really engrossing and well written. Um, and I listened to it on audiobook, and the audiobook was very well done. So, okay. um, yeah, if you like that sort of thing, that's a good one. Okay. I gave it, I think, four out of five stars on my Goodreads Ooh. app. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to talk about another one? or No, that's all I read. Oh, keep okay. Going. Okay, well, then... They're then. much better rated than me this month. <laughs> well, yeah, I yeah, it's just because there was mm. uh, so much time in between. Yeah. Um, I've read a lot. The other one, My Sister the Serial Killer. So Oh, I've heard of that. Um, yeah, so this... Um, I've got it here. Oh, you recognize yes. the cover. I do. Yeah, yeah, because there was lots of... It kept coming up in my news feeds mm. and my on I've our seen Instagram. That yeah, yeah, because the cover is compelling. Um, um, but anyway, it's about exactly what you, it sounds like. It's about this woman's sister is um, a serial killer, and mm. she gets her to. The book starts when she gets her sister to help her with yet another boyfriend that she's killed. Least to dispose of. Mm. <laughs> um, this is another one, kind of like um, "Where'd You Go, Bernadette?" Where I only oh, realized yeah. afterwards that it's supposed to be a comedy. I was going. I was just going to say, is it funny? Because it's it sounds... supposed to be a dark comedy. Did yet. you think it was funny? I didn't think it was funny. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder about my sense of humor, like when everybody liked those Meet the Fokker oh, yeah. movies, I didn't think they were funny. I didn't think that was <laughs> okay, funny either, good. no. Because <laughs> <laughs> I do think I have a good sense of humor, but yeah, I didn't think it was funny. Um, the pros are that it's a really fast read. I read mm-hmm. it in one sitting. So, oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's a really, really fast read. Um, and it's set in modern day Nigeria, oh, so I've never read anything cool. like that, and it was... Um, it was yeah, it wasn't like it, the characters seemed so um, foreign or anything yeah. like that. They were yeah. very, yeah, relatable. Um, and so I liked reading uh, something that was in a fictional setting that was new for mm. me. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fast pace made it seem jerky, I think, oh, okay. sometimes. And I felt like it had the bones of a good story, but it just didn't, didn't have enough quite, meat yeah. um, to it. So it was good but not great. Good-ish. Good-ish. And then the last one um, is We Need to Talk About Kevin by Lionel Shriver. <gasps> oh, that's one of my favorite books. Me too. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so you'll see, the, you know what the theme is. I'm surprised you read that one considering what it was about. I, I read that before I had children. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I realize yeah. I'm completely late to the party on this one. Um, yeah, this but, came out in what? 20, 2008 or 9 or something, something like that. I don't know why I never read it at the time. I'm, I read it on my... No, it was earlier than that. I read it on overseas and around 2003, I reckon. Okay. So it's that old. It's yeah. old, yeah. yeah. And there's been a movie with uh, Tilda Swinton. Yeah, Although which I, I couldn't like watch. The movie. I couldn't watch oh, the movie. I didn't it like too it. Much. I didn't, it didn't come anywhere near the the book but I just thought it was a complete masterpiece yeah it's I a thought, brilliant book yep I said um nuanced and persuasively vague in just the right ways the prose is just literary gold she is an exceptional writer she's, she's amazing yeah she's not um she's not 
easy to read. Mm. We had, I don't know if you know this, years and years ago, we had Lionel Shriver here as oh, an really? author event. Oh, wow. It was a long time ago, and I can't remember what book it was that she came out for. It wasn't We Need to Talk About Kevin. It was after It that? was after okay. that. Um, and she spoke about how she deliberately writes to be exclusive of some readers. Okay. So she writes in a way that is not... She knows that it's not going to be for everyone. Okay, so it's not accessible for some people. That's right. Like, yeah, she deliberately a, writes like that. She right. deliberately writes in a very highly literary way. Yeah, I yeah. loved it. And, yeah, I've read... Have you read any of her other books? No, but I'm, I have to now. She... Um, I've read a couple of her other books and often her... I mean, her latest book, which I can't even remember what it's called, is massive. It's okay. huge. Um, she writes big books, but... Yeah, right. I loved this book. Yeah, I, I, it, it stayed. It's stays scary. With it's a me. scary yeah, it's book, scary. and it, yeah, it is. It's one you think about a lot, mm. and hence why I couldn't watch the movie because I just, I know how much the book affected me, right. and I just couldn't stomach the idea of watching it come to life. They didn't do it as well as the book. I don't really? think so. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't think you missed anything with okay, not good. watching the movie I, yeah oh I'm so glad you liked it yeah yeah it's really yeah one of my favorite books of all time I have to say yeah. so I'll, I'm definitely going to be reading more Lionel Schreiber yeah yeah definitely yeah. do it yeah They're really good yeah nice one yeah I can see so, your theme now you see my theme yeah. I seriously didn't mean for that to happen <laughs> well you definitely need to read The Silent Patient next yeah I'm definitely putting that on you my you should put that on your list which is also about a killer. A killer, yeah. So it goes with my theme. That's right. <laughs> killer month May. Yeah. <laughs> now you're going to tell us, my. I love when you do this, about the new stuff that's coming out. I'll whip through it because there's a big pile here. Um, there's heaps coming out in May. And I don't know if that's a theme. I know that certain months of the year there are more books. You know, there seems to be a heavily published month mm. um i don't know if that's a mother's day thing oh or, maybe yeah because at the end of the year is also a heavily published yeah, for sort of october november december mm. um anyway james patterson and candace fox have got a new book coming out this is the fourth novel in the harriet blues series um have candace, they teamed up before they have okay i haven't read any of them no, me candace fox writes her own books as well yes. and apparently a bookseller was telling me a couple of months ago Candace Fox is one to watch and she is a great crime writer apparently okay so um, I don't know how it works when you team up with another author to write I don't know how that works but yeah. anyway James he, Patterson's massive everyone loves him yes. so this is book four in this series that comes out on the 7th of May which is what next week is that next week yes um there's another. This is non-fiction. This is also coming out on the seventh. This is called Anxious Kids by Michael Gross and Jodie Richardson. Michael Gross has written nine. This might be his ninth or tenth parenting book. Um, I'll just read the little um, subheading here. Anxious Kids cuts through the science, giving parents the knowledge, tools, and confidence to make a positive difference in their kids' mental health. I know so many parents with kids who have got anxiety or yes. slight anxiousness this might be a great book to try mm. um it's australian as well so it's um based in you know our society and our social norms and all of that sort of stuff so yep. this might be a great book mm. for those people um this one is called master of my fate and it's by sienna brown 
is based on um, a real life story. I'll just read the tiny blurb here. Sienna is based in New South Wales. She's an Australian writer as well mm. with a Jamaican background. Um, this is, says, a novel about one man's journey to become his own master from slavery in Jamaica through to eventual freedom in colonial New South Wales. So this is based on a, new, on a true story um, told from William's perspective. So it's a lyrical, historical, coming-of-age story about learning to fight for your rights and finally becoming the master of your own fate. I thought that sounded a little bit interesting. I've never heard of a Jamaican... Australian crossover kind of a book. Yeah, absolutely. And I love coming of age stories. Yeah. Um, so that's again, that's look at that, the seventh of May. This and so but it's fiction, but it's based on a true story. Yes, that's okay. right. So mm. those three books are Penguin Random House books. Right. Um, this is an Alan and Unwin book. They never give an actual date, they just say the month. So this is coming out in May. Okay. Um this is called Too Soon, Too Late. This is by Ralph and Kathy Kelly. Do you remember Thomas Kelly who was the teenager who died from being um coward punched in Sydney a number oh, of years ago? When right. was it? Twenty twelve, so a while ago. Um this is their story. Um it's a really it's a really sad story so obviously tragic, because yeah. Thomas was um taken off life support after being um king hit right outside like randomly by a stranger uh outside of a nightclub in sydney and then several years ago several years later in 2016 um their youngest son Stuart took his own life oh my gosh so they lost both of their sons oh. within the space of five years wow um so this is their story about how they've turned their terrible tragedies into um a crusade to keep children safe wow from you know mental health perspective and from violence, um, violence random violence random violence yeah. yeah so that's coming out in may it's amazing they're still together because often those sorts of things i know just, it tears people apart yeah. doesn't it mm. so that'll be a sad but hopefully inspirational story mm. um now this one you'll like this one okay this is a book this came out in 2016 i've never heard of it but you might have it's called Lovecraft Country. No, I They're haven't. re-releasing this book because it is being um, turned into an HBO TV series. And one of the producers is Jordan Peele, who is the guy who wrote um, Get Out and oh, Us. Right. Those super scary movies that I will never watch ever. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked Get Out because I love super scary movies. <laughs> so this is based on that. Okay. So they're re-releasing it to tie in with the um, TV series being released. So is that scary as well then? It sounds scary, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll read a little bit. So it's set in the 1950s in America. When his father Montrose goes missing, 22-year-old army vet Atticus Turner embarks on a road trip to New England to find him, accompanied by his uncle George, publisher of the Safe Negro Travel Guide, and his child, childhood friend Letitia. Um, on their journey to the manor of Mr. Braithwaite, heir to the estate that owned one of Atticus's an ancestors, owned as in as a slave, I assume. I see. Um, they encounter both mundane terrors of white America and the malevolent spirits that seem straight out of weird of the weird tales George devours. At the manor, Atticus discovers his father in chains, held prisoner by a secret cable. Is that? I wonder if that's supposed to say. I don't know what a cable is. Oh, a secret cabal, cabal named the Order of the Ancient Dawn, led by Samuel Braithwaite and his son Caleb. 
which has gathered an orc to orchestrate a ritual <laughs> that shockingly centers on Atticus. And his one hope of salvation may be the seed of his and the whole Turner's clan's destruction. So it sounds wow. kind of complicated. It sounds very complicated. And, and I don't know if that's a great description, really, now that I read it out loud, but mm. it sounds kind of dark and scary yeah. and that sort of southern mm, or that um yeah of. and that sort of 50s america with the racial divide and yeah i sounds... thought at the beginning it was kind of reminding me of that movie that just won all those um yes. awards it's a green green book the green book they yeah. called the safe negro travel guide yeah it's called the green book yeah. Wasn't it? yeah yeah which was really good but it's a great but then movie. it goes into yeah. something sort of sounds is it supernatural or? i don't know yeah right Order of the Ancient Dawn. I mean, that could be supernatural, couldn't it? So anyway, that's coming out as a TV series. So um, if you're one of those people that likes to read the stuff before the movie or the TV show comes out, um, this should be around because it's been published a couple of years ago. Oh, right. But I suspect, so I'm sure it's a nice I suspect we'll get the new re-release books TV tie-in well. books, yeah. yeah. And that's it. Will I read? Oh, yeah, this last one. It's called The Bells of Old Tokyo travels in Japanese time this comes out on the 14th of May um, sounds a bit like a travel literary a literary travel kind of a book okay um, it says in the bells of old Tokyo Anna Sherman explores Japan and reveals all of its wonderful um, particularity as a foreigner living in Tokyo Sherman's account takes pleasure and fascination in the history and culture of a country that can seem startlingly strange to an outsider. Mm. I love travel literature, so that's... Um, I haven't really read many Japanese travel literature no, books. No, I haven't either, even though I, I did live there um, for yes. a year. Yeah, so I would... It yeah, looks, I would it sounds like interesting, that. and mm. I picked it because the cover looks kind of cool. So yeah, it does. It's, it's kind of pastel and mm. funky. So they're just some of the books coming out this month heaps of other stuff is coming out though excellent so keep your eye on our new bookshelf yes definitely what have you got anything else that's all the only other thing i wanted to remind people is to please subscribe to our podcast i always forget to say that at the end please subscribe (laughs) so that um you won't miss out when we release our yeah. Our new ones. Oh, I know what we have to talk, say. We have to say what our oh the book next is. one. Yes, I can't, it's been so long. I can't remember who. Um, How about I read the title and you can read the blurb. Okay, <laughs> sounds good. Um, now we mentioned this book a couple of episodes ago, and we decided to slide it in as one of our books to discuss, didn't yes, we? Yes, because we were. It was because we were having trouble getting that Abby Jacobs. That's in right. One. So this is the replacement. This is the replacement. So this is called um, Stranger Country by Monica Tan. Yay! So, what happens when a 32-year-old first-generation Australian woman decides to chuck in a dream job, pack a sleeping bag and tent, and hit the long, dusty road for six months? 30,000 kilometers later, Monica Tan has the answer, and it completely surprises her. Sounds cool. I know. I'm looking forward to it. And, and it's pictures. a biography. It is. So, yeah. this is non-fiction. So, we haven't had non-fiction for a couple of months, have we? So, yeah. that'll be good. Yeah, that'll be great. Awesome. Thanks, Jane. Thanks, Paula. Great. Right.